You are listening to The Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 82. This is The Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At The Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. Hello, everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I am your host of The Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, I hope that's you, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. It's great to be with you today. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is quantifying the value of financial planning advice. Yes, my friends, we're going to do just that today. But before we get started, I wanted to let you know that I went to the service station this week and got my wife's oil changed in her car. She asked me to do it. She was running the kids around to their various activities, so I thought, no problem. I'll go ahead and do it. And when I drove up into the stall, the the guy that was going to look me up and so forth, you know, that guy that starts doing his sales pitch, the guy that when he opens his mouth, I instantly don't trust him. Yeah, that guy. When that guy started talking, he told me that my wife's car, which is not a fancy car, and it's two, three years old, that it required or requires synthetic oil. I'm not even sure what that kind of oil is. All I know is when he he showed me it was the expensive stuff. So we got me there, had to buy the expensive oil. Then you know what happens. They look at the filter. They look at other fluids. They keep coming back to you with different things you ought to do with your car, saying things like, you know, you make your own decision, but if you want your car to last, you ought to do this or that. Well, he advised that I got this, I don't even know, some kind of fluid. I don't know if it was transmission fluid, wiper fluid. I don't know. CVT, does that sound familiar to anybody out there? Well, he said, you really need to get this changed. He showed me on a little on a little piece of paper how dirty this particular fluid was, and it only was going to be 200 bucks to do it. My good grief. So all in all, since I said yes to that oil and the CVT fluid or transmission fluid or whatever it is, I leave and I'm spending about $300 when I thought I was going in for about a $20 oil change. But here's the thing. I, I could do that stuff myself. I know if I had the right experience, if I read online, I could figure out how to change my own oil. And I most likely could figure out how to change this fluid as well. Problem with that is, A, I don't have a lot of time to do that. I could make the time, but that means that I need to give up something else. And secondly, when I start reading about cars and how to maintain cars and fix cars. It makes me want to throw up. I don't want to have anything to do with it. That's why I have somebody else do it for me. 
Now, should I find somebody, a mechanic in the area that I really trust? Yes, no doubt about it. And I need to go talk to some people in the community and find someone I can trust. So when I pull up, I can actually believe what they're saying when I need to spend money on my vehicle. And the last thing I wanted to point out to you is when I got done doing uh, the oil change and, and so forth, I got a car wash for my wife and I vacuumed out the inside. You know, I wanted to go above and beyond. I wanted her to be so happy that she, you know, instantly wanted to give me a massage or something like that. You, you know what I'm talking about. The problem was, I was probably thinking about today's episode when I was vacuuming the car, that I vacuumed it all out except for the driver's side. So when she got in the car the next morning, she didn't even realize that I vacuumed the car out. And as much as I'm sure you all listening are hoping that I got that massage, well, it never happened. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. Quantifying the value of financial planning advice. I mean, what is the true value of paying for financial planning advice? Last week, we talked about if you're a do-it-yourself investor or if you like to have some help. Well, for all of us, though, it's good to know what the value of that financial planning advice is in the first place. You know, when I buy a new coat or a car, I can touch and feel my new purchase. When I got that oil change, I was getting another, you know, three or five thousand dollars, three or five thousand miles on my car before I had to go in again. I can I can visualize exactly what I got for the money that I paid. But we can't touch or feel financial planning advice. And when it comes to that kind of abstract advice, it's difficult for us to figure out whether it's even worth it or not and whether we should just do it on our own, just like I could do an oil change on my own or that CVT fluid or whatever the heck it was. So today we're going to attempt to to quantify the value of financial planning advice. And we're going to do it in eight different areas through investment planning advice, retirement planning benefits, income tax benefits, insurance planning benefits, estate planning benefits, delegation benefits, behavioral benefits, and lastly, spousal benefits. But just like I need to go interview different mechanics in the area and get some recommendations from friends and family that I trust. If you're going to hire somebody to give you financial planning advice, you need to do the same thing. You need to figure out a couple of things, like what are you getting for the advice? And figuring out exactly how much you're paying for your financial products and your financial advice. Because if you don't know, if you really cannot answer the question exactly what you're paying your advisor, your all-in cost for the investment products, the commissions, all of it, then this whole exercise is futile. It's not going to work because you don't know what you're paying anyway. And trust me, I get it. Years and years ago, before I even entered the industry, I realized that it was so hard to figure out 
or find a good advisor, somebody who was a fiduciary, who could act in my best interest, who was under law to act in my best interest, that wasn't pushing certain financial products, that they were simply giving me advice, period. So for those of you who are searching or have an advisor right now, but aren't sure exactly what they're made of, I need to recommend to you to go back and listen to a couple of episodes so you can figure out the right type of advisor that you need to be looking for, a fiduciary, somebody that's fee-only, somebody that's a comprehensive financial planner, somebody who is a certified financial planner. So go to bestandwealth.com slash 45, and it's actually a two-part series. So that plus bestandwealth.com slash 46, those are the episodes. So if you're listening on your podcast app or whatever, episode 45 and 46 will really shed some light on the type of advisor that you should be looking for. And yeah, I am an advisor. My day job is being a fee-only certified financial planner. But this isn't just about me. Do I want new clients? Absolutely. But this isn't exactly why I did this podcast. I did this podcast so you could make smart family stewardship decisions about your money. So yeah, I service clients all over the United States. If if after this episode you want to talk, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, scott at bestandwealth.com. Or use this advice that I'm giving you to find somebody in your area if you feel after this episode that the money you pay an advisor is worth it over and over again. If not, you should continue to be a do-it-yourself investor. So how do we, we quantify the value? I looked at a few different studies. Vanguard did a study called Advisors Alpha. Morningstar did a study called Alpha, Beta, and now Gamma. And Gamma, the definition of Morningstar is extra income an investor can earn by making good financial decisions. Alpha is what an investor might get above and beyond market-like returns. So those are two of the studies. And then Aon Hewitt did another study. And I'm using all of these studies to come up with an actual value on each portion of financial advice in the in the eight areas that I spoke of before. So your typical fee-only advisor, well, they're going to charge in a couple of different ways. It might be some sort of retainer fee. It might be an hourly fee, or it might be an assets under management fee. And typically that fee would be around 1% if you have monies that are less than a million dollars. Over a million, it should be substantially under that 1%. So if you have a portfolio that's worth $500,000 and your advisor charges 1%, well, there's your number, 5,000. You just need to make sure that your advisor, that that's all the money they're earning. They're not getting kickback commissions or anything else from financial products. That's why it's important to hire a fee-only advisor because now you can quantify and say, all right, if I'm paying $5,000 a year, what am I getting in return? 
So the number one that I pointed out early is the investment planning benefits. Using these studies and quantifying in a percentage form, we, of course, we want to get above that 1% because if we're paying 1%, we better be getting back 1% or more, or why not just do this whole thing ourselves? So there's a couple different areas when you look at investment planning benefits, and one is picking lower cost investments. There's so many different types of investments out there, and some cost a lot more than others. There's different types of deferred annuities that might cost 3% or more, all the way down to almost nothing. And if you aren't versed in trying to find these lower cost good investments, well, an advisor can help you save anywhere between, according to these studies, a half a percent and 0.8 of a percent. Look, we're already halfway there or more. Number two, tax loss harvesting. If if you're not getting tax loss harvesting from your advisor, well, it can save you between 0.2 of a percent and 0.6 of a percent. This isn't a big deal when you're in tax deferred accounts, but when you start taking required minimum distributions or if you have a taxable account, this can save you a great deal. If you're not doing this currently, this is what an advisor can help you do. Asset location can save you up to three quarters of 1%. And that's putting the right assets in the right locations and in the right accounts for a better tax consequence. Are you doing that today? Is your advisor helping you do that today? What about investment selection for, for alpha? Well, that's when your advisor helps you pick investments that beat market-like returns. And if you've listened to this show a lot, I have my investment philosophy that I don't have time to go through right now, but I urge you to, again, listen to a two-part series. If you're serious about wanting to be a family steward over your investments and over your financial lives, go to bestandwealth.com slash 70 and and, uh, bestandwealth.com slash 71. That will outline my entire investment philosophy and how to gain alpha in your investments above and beyond market-like returns. And what is the value of that? I don't even want to put a value on that because this is not about giving you or guaranteeing anything as far as investment selection. The next thing that can help, though, is rebalancing. And this is a very strategic thing because rebalancing costs money. Trading costs money. So doing it strategically and doing it when it needs to be done can save you 0.3 to 0.4 of a percent. And lastly, and the biggest one is the behavior gap, saving you from yourself. How do we save you from yourself? is having somebody on your side of the table, a fiduciary, that's going to be objective about your money when you cannot. And this is where the largest savings can come in. And looking at all the studies, we're talking up to 1.5%. It's a great deal. You can see now, just from the investment planning benefits that the savings can be a great, great deal. If you're paying 1% and getting 3% back from all of these services, 
then maybe it is well worth paying that 1%. Because trust me, I get it. My wallet's tight. I don't like to spend a lot of money. But if it's money well spent, that it's an investment and it's coming back two and threefold, maybe you ought to think about it if you're not doing all of these things already. Number two is the retirement planning benefits. A retirement portfolio using tax strategies and withdrawal sourcing, finding the right asset classes and the right accounts to draw from at the right time to save you in taxes. These different studies are showing a half a percent all the way up to 0.7 of 1%. Maxing or maximizing Social Security benefits can save you thousands of dollars. And here's where it's difficult to put a value on, but think about helping to set up spending policies and budgeting and determining when you can stop working. These things are priceless. These things help you with confidence so you can retire with confidence and you can retire with a spending plan that's in place before you retire. Because really, Financial planning benefits, you know, I'm trying to quantify right now, but it's about reducing family stress and making sure they can accomplish everything they want to financially, things they don't even realize yet. So those are just the first two. Number three, income tax benefits, helping with Roth conversions and tax-sensitive liquidations, retirement contributions, Investment opportunities such as 529 plans, IRAs, SEP IRAs, simple IRAs, all the different income tax benefit strategies. Those things are priceless in the thousands and thousands of dollars. And if you're working with a comprehensive financial planner, which you should be, you should be getting all of these services for that 1% investment that you're making into the financial advisor. The next area of savings is insurance planning benefits, optimizing your insurance coverage and getting fiduciary advice from someone who doesn't sell insurance. The worst thing you can ever do is to go to an insurance broker, ask them how much insurance you need because they cannot be objective, because they are working off of commissions, most of them anyway. There are very good ones out there, but most of them. So chances are, if you have an annuity, if you have life insurance, you are probably paying too much. A good certified financial planner will help you navigate optimal insurance coverage and and mostly eliminating though financial catastrophe making sure you have enough insurance in place making sure that you're not paying for insurance you don't need number five estate planning benefits making sure that all of your estate planning documents are in place that your assets will go where they should when they should and if you have a really high a state to make sure that we're helping with any federal and estate tax savings along the way. 
All right, that's five. We got we got two more as well. How about delegation benefits? What's that? Well, number one, enhancing the value of your time. If you're like me when it comes to cars and you don't want to spend the time on everything that I just talked about, well, then you delegate this stuff to your financial advisor, your certified financial planner. You're spending money to free up your time. How much is your time worth? But even more so, having an accountability partner because your advisor can't do everything. There's certain things that you have to do. But if you're meeting with your advisor every quarter or three times a year, as you should be, and you're working on these different financial planning topics each and every quarter, now your advisor acts as your accountability partner. So you get stuff done. The stuff you normally wouldn't get done, now you're getting done. Number seven, behavioral benefits. I already talked about the behavior gap, making emotional decisions about your money at the worst possible time. Those benefits are priceless, debiasing you from your thoughts and things that you're doing that you don't even know that you're doing. And it's not your fault. It's just money is so emotional. So we anchor down to certain things that may not even be in our best interest. And lastly is spousal benefits. What do I mean by that? Well, I can't tell you how many people come to my office and one person knows 99% of what's going on in their financial lives and the other spouse or significant other knows about 1%. All right, maybe maybe 5 or 6%. But they're the ones that want nothing to do with all of this money business. So the family steward who's been taking care of all this and maybe could do it by themselves, they're taking care of this full list that I said. Well, what if they pass away? Somebody needs to be in place that that the other spouse trusts right now. I just tried to quantify all of this with different percentages and dollars that you could save. So what about the studies? What did the, what did the studies say? Well, Vanguard said working with the right advisor, finding the right advisor that helps with all of the different things that I just said, their study, their white paper said you will save 3% per year. Now, I'm not sure if that was before or after the 1% advisor fee, so we'll just call it 2%. Morningstar, their report, Alpha, Beta, and now Gamma, the extra income an investor can earn by making good financial decisions, that after a 1% fee, investors can expect a 1.82% savings. And Aon Hewitt was very close to that too, 1.86%, and really closer to 3%, and this is after fees during high volatility times. Because, listen, Vanguard pointed out, the value that I'm talking about, it does not come in linear fashion. You do not see this year in and year out. It will be lumpy. And it will be most concentrated during times of profound fear and greed. Just think about that for a second. If you can find the right advisor, the right fiduciary to sit at your side of the table, all three of these independent studies are saying you could save around 
2% on average per year. That allows us to rethink hiring an advisor in the first place. I know this whole thing sounds like a commercial because I'm a financial advisor. And you know what? Part of it is. But really, remember, if you're a longtime listener, how I got into this industry. And it is because I know that I can help people, that the services I provide severely outweigh the price that my clients pay. This is just me trying to quantify back to you that value of the advice. But I want to make perfectly clear, if, if you're a do-it-yourself investor, or if you found somebody very similar to me in your area, I want you to listen to every one of these episodes, and I don't want you to leave. I want you to consume these knowledge bombs that I give away week in and week out on this show. It is my passion. It's what I love doing. Do not go anywhere. But if you're sitting on the fence right now and you're thinking, maybe I I ought to have a conversation with Scott. Well, I want you to reach out to me, scott at bestandwealth.com. Let's have a conversation. Let me do a second opinion on what you're doing right now, either by yourself or with somebody else. Let me help you figure out exactly what you're paying for your financial advice right now and if it's time for a change, either with me or with somebody else. Because at the end of the day, we are all family stewards. We are the ones that need to make the best decisions possible for our family. I want to be here as a resource to help you make those decisions. If these studies are true, the Vanguard study, the Morning Guard study, Morning Star study in the Ann Hewitt study. And I tend to believe that they are. But I, you got to know I'm biased because I am a financial planner. But think about it for a second. If after fees, you are saving or earning on average 2% more per year on your investments. Let's quantify that for a second. Let's say you have a million dollars right now. In over 20 years doing it on your own or working with an advisor that doesn't help you in all of these different areas. Well, let's say you earn 6% on that million dollars. After 20 years, that million is worth 3.2 million. You probably would look at your advisor yourself and say, wow, I did good. Look at this. But guess what? What about tacking on that extra 2%? That's after the fees that you pay your advisor. And this is hypothetical, of course, because I cannot guarantee any of this. But that 1 million is not 3.2 million anymore. That 1 million at 8%, 20 years, $4.6 million. You want me to quantify? I just did. Again, if you have any questions, reach out to me. Let's have a conversation. Scott at bestandwealth.com is my email address. Just start there. I'll send you a video email back 
we'll start the conversation. If I'm not the right person for you, I will help you find the right person. No stress. And definitely no pressure. And guess what? It's time to go. I hope everyone has a great, great day. I hope you have a great weekend because I'm recording on a Friday. And I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone. The Best in Wealth Podcast is also by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.